to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Sistera, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party gained possession of what looks to be the second key to the temple, a shield shaped just like the shimmer scale that was being used by the orcs. The shield is evidently extremely important to the orcs, as it was a powerful enough bargaining chip to convince the mysterious orc shaman to order the entire army home in exchange for the adventurers returning it to her. Using an impressive combination of magic and guile, mixed with not a little bit of blind luck, the party turned things back in their favor, though. When the shaman went to pick up the shield, Flick used thaumaturgy to make the earth shake, and Kit cast another heat metal spell on the shield. Unable to hold the heated item, the shaman let out a terrible, anguished... Ang- fucking shit, I was doing so well. Anguished <laughs> cry. The shaman let out a terrible, anguished cry, no, yelling to the sky. No, you can't re-record that and pretend it never happened. I absolutely can. No, yes, I can. It's <laughs> ruining my flow. <laughs> she yelled into the sky in orcish before eviscerating herself with a hidden ceremonial dagger. I really think the only question that needs to be asked at the top of this episode is, what the actual fuck? Let's find out. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Truly, hello. Hi. I just, it was one of those moments where I wished that this was a visual medium so that people could have seen all of your faces last week. It's just like, I just want to be really clear that this is only because Kit used magic. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Oh, my God. she'll never kill anyone I just want her to be afraid of magic at all times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Except I really don't because we would have n- not survived this without Kit's magic. <laughs> like, that I is right. It's a lot less fun if I don't do magic. That is, that is absolutely true. kind of our asses on this entire battle. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. Okay, so before this evisceration, the army had begun to move on. So everyone except for this orc shaman was on the road. And now she lies at your feet with innards spilling. What are Oops. you going to do so next? Is, do we want to cut Oops. off her head, spike yeah. it? Well, no, I was no, going to no. say that... Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm I was kidding, just going to like kind of turn to everybody and say, "Well, that works." <laughs> if I if I remember if I remember correctly, uh, Bizdira, in order to do that, you would have had to stop doing the cartwheels that you were doing at the end of last week's <laughs> yeah, episode. I mean, the, celebra- the pr- celebration has to kind of stop. <laughs> yeah, no, I, can I not say it while I'm doing cartwheels? That is even better. Make an acrobatics check right now. Okay, I well, I need my. Sheet that sounds full. more like performance to me. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say performance, too. Do you guys want her to do worse? Because her dex is definitely better than her Yes, charisma. we do. I performance, think this could, Yeah, this could be mm-hmm. We want humorous. it to be accurate. All right, so, so the acrobatics was... Yeah. I need, a, I need a, a ruling on this because... Oh, boy. The number was really low. I, okay. I know that. But I went to pick it up to get a closer look because I'm blurry-eyed and I, I, I don't remember what number it was. <laughs> Are we talking low, like sub ten? Yeah, sub ten. Okay, and what's your bonus? Wait, wait, wait! For performance or acrobatics? This is for this is for the cartwheel. This is for acrobatics. So plus what? Plus four. Okay, great. Yeah. So the cartwheel is a little. The cartwheel is kind of bent legged and not super pretty, but like it is a cartwheel. Now roll a performance check to see how well the talking goes. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one went just as well. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a that's a nine. Oh, good. So, sort of bent legged cartwheel, <laughs> and as she's upside down, she sort of goes, "Well, th- works." Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was a little bit lower because I want her to like vomit oh as she's doing this. Uh, oh, uh, oh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> she like does. <laughs> <And> so- <laughs> 
<laughs> the vision I have in my head is that she like goes. I'm sorry, this is so amusing to me and like nobody else. But she like goes to do a cartwheel and she like has to stop herself in like mid cartwheel because she just like wants to talk so bad, but she can't because she like it gets nauseous. <laughs> like I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> I think you need to go back to sleep. Yeah, this for any, whole lesson is learned. For everyone no listening for an, anyone listening at home, we're doing one of our only uh morning recording sessions, so if Flick is a little slap happy today that's probably why going on what flick said my imagination just kind of went crazy with that with the the nausea and the the possible vomiting and it was just like me doing a cartwheel with the mask on and throwing oh, up at the like peak and okay, it just no we're moving on we're moving on okay so after witnessing that horrifying event um flick is gonna like just like slack jawed is just like what and i think he is going to approach the body just to like check it out and i think he would really observe the shield because he hasn't gotten a good look at it i think he's gonna really observe uh the non-shimmer scale shield okay so the shield is shaped just like the shimmer scale so sort of a concave square it is also made out of a sort of reddish metal similar in color to the shimmer scale although the sheen on it is is less i you know i wouldn't call this the shimmer scale shield but it is a similar color and as you go to pick it up flick it so it was now that you pick it up and you see it do this for like the fourth time you realize that every time someone different picks it up it resizes itself to be sort of a mm. convenient size for them cool. so it was quite large it was quite large when the orc chieftain was wielding it and then when bria had it it actually was a, a sort of small little buckler that she could sort of have like on one hand and one arm and still keep her other hand very easily free and she was still very mobile with it when the shaman picked it back up it looked much more like it did when you first saw it which was sort of this almost oversized ceremonial object and now that you have it it's about the same size as your the shield that you normally use and you can definitely feel that there is power in the object just like you did when you first held the shimmer scale which is sort of why you recognize it flick and and bria didn't immediately because you felt this sort of power before but just like with the shimmer scale the details of that power are not clear to you at this point I don't think it's fair that all of these magic objects that are coming into the world, Flick gets to use them because we can't, none of the rest of us can use shields. Well, uh, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> like, roll, Flick, roll an arcana you check for me. Uh, that arcana check is a 14. Okay. So one thing that you do sort of feel about the shield, and you sort of put this together between watching it resize itself and holding it and being familiar with the power of the shimmer scale, blah, 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 blah. One of the things that you have a feeling this shield would bestow upon its wielder after they spent time attuning to it is the ability to use it proficiently. Yeah, cool. Um, hmm. Does that make you happy, Bria? It does indeed. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured would happen anyway, but I'm glad to know. Um... Great. So I think that, but there's no designation because I remember um, on the wall of the temple, there was like the different, uh, the three different scales, like kind of their description of their power or the pick, it was more like pictorial, I guess. Is there any indication as to which one this is? 
or... Well, tell me what you remember about the different pictorial descriptions. Well, one was... Um, I knew it. Like, Kit was like... <laughs> prophesying. Yeah, one was prophesying, <laughs> which I assume is mine. Um, and one was fire. Mm-hmm. And one was... Flick, do you have... Or, um, Kit, do you have the third one? <laughs> You're in Flick. In front of you? Uh, I know, I'm Flick. <laughs> I am trying to remember when we were there. One second, let me hunt. The thing is, it was like only in in the game a couple days ago. <laughs> I know, but it was so long ago. I was for so real. long ago. <laughs> like, well, I, don't, I have since, no idea what it was. That's okay. Since you remembered the one that applies to this one, you get the feeling that this is the fire one. Coolio, great. So I will. Bria, are you down? Are you down from the tree? Come down from your tree. Y- yeah. Yes. I had to come down because I couldn't fly anymore, and she has a shield, so I didn't toss it, so I must have come you, down. You did toss it. Oh, you I tossed did. it down. Great. Yeah. I am hanging in my tree, and I'm going to sing like a bird. I want a <laughs> performance check. Excellent. It's no bird I've ever heard. It's real early for that, but I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm still wearing Frosty's hat. I'm going to take my advantage, even though it was a great roll. <laughs> It is the most gorgeous. In fact, you charm the entire party and all they do is just stare blankly at you while you sing. When they look up at me, can I be covered in birds? Uh, Animal handling? Yes. Yes, I think. Animal handling with advantage. Wait, I said I was singing like a bird. So I want all these birds. I know. Mm. I'm giving you advantage because you crit on it. Yes. Um... That's a 19. There are birds all over you. And nobody's pooping because it was really high. And a single tear is going to come down Kit's cheek. (laughs) But I'm your sister, so like I'll share the birds. No, no, no. Like a tear like of joy. It's so beautiful. I'm so touched that the birds are so loving towards you. Love. Love, love, love. Okay, so um, Kit's going to go over to Flick because I also want to take a look and see if I can glean anything else about the shield. Um, sure. So I'd like to take it from him and take a look. All right, go ahead and roll an arcana check for me and let's see which, if you can discern anything else. Oh, it fell off the desk. such a I good re- noise. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really debating. And she makes that noise and all of the birds fly to her. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a, f- a full half of this episode is just us being tired. <laughs> um, I did really badly. <laughs> okay, so you're like, I mean, it's probably magic. What Flick said makes sense. Yeah. Um, it again, though, it resizes this time to sort of match the size of the shield that you have mm-hmm. strapped on. So it sort of, you know, again, just shows that it is willing to be used by <gasps> by anyone, regardless of ability and with shields. Can the birds fly me down from the tree? yes yes let's go ahead and try that okay i have nine hit points left so like this could go pretty bad but i don't care this is so worth it what am i rolling for what are you rolling for because you have to roll for the birds i sure do so i'm i'm rolling a strength check for these birds there's lots of them so i'll roll with advantage okay so they're at a minus four strength so One be so, like an eagle. Can't like one so be like the, a big bird. Oh, not big bird though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> big bird. Actually, big bird. Yes. Um, okay, so they got an eleven, which is not terrible. So I'll say that you come plummeting to the ground slightly slower than you normally would have, and only take 
four points of damage. <laughs> Excellent. But it was really delightful to watch. Uh, Biz is on the ground, just dying. <laughs> I want to keep. I want to keep singing while it happens. I'll roll with just regular no damage. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> she's, she is committed a, to this. That is a 19. I have vocal cords of steel. <laughs> she is committed to this song, y'all. And committed. I'm acting in a way that like makes it seem like I most definitely am not falling to my death. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And in fact, you were not falling to your death because you only took four points of damage. And I want to look at the shield now. Kit has looked at the okay. shield, so I want to look yeah, at the Yeah, I looked at the shield. I'll give it to Bria. Okay. You want to roll an arcana for me? I was trying to help. I did bad, though. Let's see if that's Bria a, does better. It's a 19. I am gangbusters today. All right. Watch no, your mouth. No, it's going to go south. No, sorry. It's a 20. It's a 20. I didn't add my modifier. It's a 20. Oh, okay. So one, the first thing that you notice that you're sort of surprised that the other two didn't notice, but maybe it's because you're under the tree, so there's a little bit of shade, but you can see shade. You can see under <laughs> that sort of... From the very center of this shield, it seems to be sort of flickering and glowing, almost as if there's a sort of inner fire in the shield, which just confirms what you, what Flick already sort of guessed at, which is that this is the fire related one. And as you sort of try and, and pay a little closer attention to it and use what little magical knowledge you have to figure out more, you definitely think that there is a way that someone who was connected to this shield could call forth that fire. But again, without fully attuning to it, the exact nature of that is unknown to you. I kind of want to run away from my friends and just go be with the shield for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. <laughs> so rude. I know, but fire Yikes. is so cool. <laughs> I know, it does sound really cool. <laughs> okay, I will, um, um, I'll, I'll relay that information. Along okay. with giving a face like when a toddler is in a toy store that no longer exists um, because they're Aww. all closing. And just, like, Aww. with a big face, like, oh, please, can I have this? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, please. Daddy. And does it, you can't even, like, say anything. It's just the look of, like, oh, God, this is, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a toy from my childhood that I felt that way about. Oh, I know what it was. I can't remember what it was called. But it was that big Death Star looking, but not the Death Star Ninja Turtles, like, car so oh. one of our listeners is gonna do you know what i'm talking about i i like it i was kind like, of remember my our friends had like the sewer system yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. like the it wasn't shredder it was like the brain bad guy from like the animated yeah. tv series it was like his that sounds familiar ship. yeah yeah uh-huh. anyway so that face i know exactly what I, face I mean, you're talking about i had brothers so i was only allowed april and Raphael. those were I my mean, wait Ninja april Turtles. and raf why were you allowed raf <laughs> they didn't like ralph he wasn't as funny he was moody and brooding Oh, see, I, I, well, that makes sense. Anyway, yeah. I liked Donatello because he was purple and smart and probably a little gay. Um, <laughs> Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Yes. Okay, anyway. So what are we doing? This is still oh. doing cartwheels. I don't know what um, he does. I feel I like think, I... Oh. No, go ahead, Kit. Okay, go ahead, Kit. I was just going to say, I feel like I, I, like, skipped over the fact that Kit definitely feels super guilty that this orc lady has killed herself. I was well, um, I was wondering when someone was going to remember that there's an eviscerated corpse at your feet. Yeah, That's and so yeah, maybe wheels. like after looking at the shield, I read notice her, and then I'm like, shit, guys, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I think Flick will feel really remorseful as well. Um, I think he's going to suggest are so that we. Nice. 
bury her? Do we I mean, do we it for maybe? no other reason than to hide the body, yes. Okay. I, I have a couple of... Well, yep. <laughs> um, I was thinking if we buried her, we could make this, like, really lovely plot and be like, this is something we don't ever want to happen again. Let's not ever attack the kobolds and let's be peaceful. But um, Bazdira's idea sounds... Unmarked grave sounds good, too. Um... <laughs> Well, just because that way, if the orcs ever come back, be like, what the hell happened to our shaman? We'd be like, I don't know. Not have some, like, beautiful, like, memorial to the orc shaman that <laughs> with, eviscerated with herself. Bria, with Bria's painting of her face. Right. Exactly. Here lies the think- shaman that we definitely didn't kill. <laughs> we didn't kill her. She we killed did, herself. Though. She killed herself. <laughs> we forced to suicide. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, and she oh. definitely just gave us the shield out of. This her. sounds a lot like your plan. What was it that you wanted to write on the on the oh mound of all the dead orcs? I, I, yeah, like leave us alone, don't come back. Or something. <laughs> something like no, that. Wanted, yeah. No, I think I wanted to write like this is most definitely not an entrance to the Cobalt's yeah. tunnels. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Um, but also, yeah. um, have no. we received Varn and all of that? That. And oh yeah, the, uh, Drenks. Oh, Drenks is also with you. I forgot about that. So maybe he. <laughs> no, he's definitely still there. I'm not going to wreck on that. He's just been quietly sort of watching you all and horrified judging by us. the corpse and <laughs> judging you a little bit. But everyone else, all the rest of the kobolds went back. Um, they took Meepo's corpse and Varn back, and they're all there, sort of tending to to that. And they said they would send a runner because you guys were worried for a little while that there was going to be a contingent of the army still there. Right. So they said they would send a runner back if there was any trouble, and no runner has arrived at this point has a walker oh, arrived good. i hate you <laughs> <laughs> we should just make a pyre and just put the body on the pyre and go away <laughs> go go away yes like what are you like i'm not uh, i'm not really mad at that i mean the they, most... they're gonna see the fire though maybe and then they'll yeah mm, fair mm, oh that's true yeah i didn't think about that because i think at most like we're gonna have the the worst conversation we're gonna have is trying to convince people that we didn't kill her so right. <laughs> drinks <laughs> like, was there though you know, drinks is on our list but he's but on if our it's side the orcs coming back they're oh. not gonna believe us yeah. or drinks <laughs> Well, I feel like we're screwed in that capacity anyways, like, regardless of what we say. Wait, I love that Kit thought you meant about the kobolds because she's so ashamed at what happened that she doesn't want her friends to know. (laughs) Exactly. That was 100% the thought process there, so. Yes, I know. Uh, Neutral good? Chaotic good. Chaotic good? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like I need to be a little more chaotic. I think, I mean... I mean, or I mean, the, her ta- think- her year in the last refuge has shifted her alignment to neutral good. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I mean, there's still some chaotic points, but I think it's yeah, yeah. But the chaos is usually accidental. That's <laughs> right. true. Exactly. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not purposeful. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you're gonna burn her. You're uh, gonna bury her. What are you gonna do? Uh, you're gonna leave her there for like the wolves. To, uh, ransack her body first. Oh, all right, sure. Does she have a headdress? <laughs> she does not have a headdress, but she does have very ornate robes that, that are, are now really too big for any torn of you. and cut through. Flick, well, yes, that's and covered true. in blood, covered in orc blood. Flick might be able machine? to sort of. Uh, do you? <laughs> How have we it's had this discussion Rx. before? <laughs> yes, <laughs> or something I'm very similar. With, like taking people's clothes. <laughs> 
clearly Bria needs to, her next character needs to be a, like, artificer or gadgeteer or something that can just create these things. Are you trying to kill me off? No, of course not. (laughs) So, Bizdira sort of roots around uh, in her in her body, you see that ceremonial dagger, uh, which is still it. literally inside of her. Um, it, I well, pull it out and okay, wipe it off anymore. on her robes and take it. All right, so you have a very fancy dagger on you now. Yay! And she's got those fancy robes that have, like, sort of a, a hole through the through the midsection. But otherwise, you know, and that's easily repairable. And, and you're right, they might kind of fit Flick with some alterations. I mean, they could fit any of you with serious alterations, but other than that, I think she has some padded armor, just sort of like a a thin layer of sort of padding underneath the robes to provide her with a little bit of protection, but clearly not that much since she was able to stab through it without too much trouble. And that's... that's, uh, I mean, it's a very sharp dagger, to be fair, which you you discover very quickly once you pick it up. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's sort of it. Uh, okay. She doesn't have a whole lot else on her, but you've got that much. You've got that dagger. Okay. I have kind of an idea. Maybe we do this Rue style from the Hunger Games. Maybe we like kind of assemble her body in a nice way, like on top of the ground. Like maybe like, I, I don't know, and kind of put flowers or something around it or something that's like kind of respectful with the dagger. I don't think we should take the dagger. I think we should like lay her hands like, you know. You Good know, luck and, getting like, that from Bizdira. Bizdira, you better not take that dagger. I Why? have a comment here. Yeah. Well, that's just, I'm just throwing that out there. And now I want thoughts. <laughs> that I, because I was like totally on this, and we've spent I, half yes. an hour on this conversation. <laughs> yes. Um, I was totally on this bandwagon of like doing something really lovely, but remembering number one, that we tried to do something nice to them before and it caused this whole war. And number two, that if you're going to try to hide a body, you want to take like all of the evidence of like who it was away from the body so like we should probably take her clothes away like if we're gonna try to hide the fact that it was her if she has any tattoos we should cut them off maybe some <laughs> fingerprints <laughs> um <laughs> why don't we just i'm really tempted well, to make her entire body covered in tattoos now <laughs> that just means we have to burn her. that's Can why we... we burn the body because we burn all the evidence could we burn <clears throat> the body you... in the um what's the place called where things happen Oh my god. <laughs> you can't leave this in. That's not fair. Um, oh, it's super happening. <laughs> it, where we had the trials, like the Coliseum place. The, the, like the arena in the tunnels? Yeah. Okay. Right? Isn't that still underground? Fire in the tunnels? But like there's fire in the tunnels, so there has to be some type of. I'm just thinking Ven- there's going to be some less sort of ventilation smoke. system. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, we should just, instead of just standing here and having this conversation, we Drinks. should just take the body away and deal with it in the tunnels. Drenks likes that idea. He really doesn't want to be here anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's, let's do that. Okay, great. So you do that, and you go back to the tunnels. Bizdira, yes. that dagger that you have, if you end up keeping it, has a plus one to damage rolls, but not two to hit rolls. Okay, cool. Okay, so you drag you the shaman's the dr- shaman's corpse back uh, with her entrails sort of stringing behind her. Come on. You're welcome. And uh, back you get to the tunnels. And when you're there, the mood is, it's, it is very somber. I mean, people seem to be, uh, it, it's, uh, it's strange, right? Because it, people's emotions, co- the kobold's emotions are sort of warring between thrilled and relieved that the orcs are gone, but also having lost not just one of their own, but one of the council members mm-hmm. 
And so it's, it's a very sort of tense and torn atmosphere when you get there. So where are you going first? Uh, we need to find Hawks, Oryx, Varn, etc. Should we just go to yeah, the but... council chambers and then have them brought to us? Yeah, so you all head to the council chambers and, and the rest of the council that is that is in the tunnels is already assembled there, just sort of deciding what to do next. It's been, it's been a while since Kashak died, and they're sort of discussing whether, because you have now a council of 12, whether the sort of ceremony and funeral process for one of the council should be the same as it was when it was a single tribe leader and and that's sort of the conversation that's that's happening right now and they all seem rather relieved to see the five of you the four of you and dranks come in i actually have a very strong opinion about that what is that strong opinion i really think that like there's been more kobolds that have died than just or that have gone missing or whatever i think that we need to make a really big deal out of these losses and that's what i was gonna say too out of the hopeful peace that might come out of it so that their sacrifice wasn't for naught and all of that. Yeah. Hawks in particular was was close to Meepo, but when you say that, she sort of looks a little, not ashamed, but she realizes that her feelings about her friend had sort of overridden her position as a leader of the tribe, and she realizes that you are correct, that, that yes, they're are people who are going to mourn Meepo because he was a leader, but there are so many others who were lost that people will feel personally, and, and she agrees, and so does the rest of the council. So, that being said, I think I... I um... Varn suggests that the rights for a passing for the passing of a tribe leader be modified, be used as the sort of outline, but be modified because there is so much honor that is given to that ceremony. So he suggests that that sort of be your outline and, and it just be modified to to sort of include the whole group. He does feel that there should be a portion of it that specifically honors Meepo because he was a leader, but mm-hmm. the and ceremony as a girl. whole... Yeah, she's still missing. So, so he drinks and drinks actually doesn't, drinks actually doesn't like that because he refuses to believe that she is dead. Okay. That's what I was going to say. That's, but that's up to you guys, whether you want to try and convince him otherwise or, or what you want to do there. But he, and it's clearly sort of maybe the most emotional decision you've ever seen drinks make, but he very much doesn't want to include her. Um, I was going to ask if, one of us or two of us wants to take a little team and do a scouting mission to see if we can find anyone um, or any bodies while the rest of the council is planning for this um, event, funeral, memorial thing. Because I feel like if there are bodies out there, it would be like, we don't want to leave them out there. It would be more meaningful to bring them back home. Right. I think if that's, I'm not mad at that. Um, I think if anybody uh, drinks should be included in that yes he, um, he definitely wants Kit, to be. if you want to go do that i'm yeah. totally for it i think i should stay as well as bria because i think mm-hmm. um after talking about you know meepo and the the funeral rites um i think not that we're moving on to this right now because i think we need to dis- discuss this too but i'm going to talk about the orc lady shaman and then we're gonna we need to discuss that and then bria you have to attune to this thing I think that's like a priority as well. Are you ladies fine with me taking the shield? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Dranks agrees that this is a good idea. He says that he's going to collect some of his, some of the other kobolds that he was training as scouts and warriors to 
accompany you two, you and him and Kit, to go out, because even though the orcs, in theory, are moving away, he wants to make sure that you all have enough numbers to protect yourselves, and also, you know, the forests and the wilds of the Last Refuge are not exactly all, you know, roses and butterflies. There are other dangers out there as well, so he'll take a he'll take a team of of his scouts to accompany you guys. Kit, do you have uh, access to that spell right now where you can communicate with animals? Like, have um, them send us a message? The animal messenger spell? Uh, yeah. I don't think I have it prepared right now because I was ready for battle. I um, feel like maybe you should take a rest and have yeah. that just in case. Right. And I, I'm I'm up for going with her after a rest as well. Yeah, I'm down to rest. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so if you if you drinks is will require a, a little convincing because now that he's got it in his head that you all are going out to look for bodies, but also for his companion, he's rather anxious to to go. Um, so if you want to rest, I'll need one of you to one of the two of you that have offered to go with him to make a, a persuasion check. Well, we're not going to be much use if we find anything worth fighting. I have a plus zero, so yours better. <laughs> oh, good. oh, good. Neither of us are persuasive. Can Flicker I help them and be I like, look at say, how bloody uh, we are? <laughs> like, Yes, you, you can help them in that whichever one of you rolls will have advantage, okay. but you'll still have your plus zero because they're okay. the ones who are. Are you feeling good about your dice today? <laughs> sure. All right. All right. All right. Let's, do Let's do it. Wait, didn't you roll really bad before? Oh, yes. Oh, crit. <laughs> Yay. Crit. We love that face. Okay. All right, so Drenks realizes that there's no sense in, that you're right, there's no sense in going out without being at strength, just in case something happens. But mm-hmm. he says, you know, first light, so, we leave. First light, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. And All right. Got Literally, it. Literally, Drenks, you can set an alarm for eight hours from now. <laughs> Gadgeteer. Even d d characters need eight hours of sleep. I just, I just want to... <laughs> well, actually, actually, they only need six hours, and elves need four hours of trance. Oh, okay, well, maybe... And then I the think... other two hours of the rest are, like, used to prepare spells. I think some like characters need, to be need at least for... eight. You know, some of them do yeah. need at least Br- eight. Bria definitely does, but... Bria needs ten. <laughs> I'm like, I turn into like a little cat ball when I go to sleep. <laughs> okay, so is there, are there other things that you guys want to deal with then today before, because remember, this is still really early in the day. You guys went at first light. We're tired. No, I understand. I'm just saying like it, you went at first light to do this combat. The combat lasted about 30 seconds. You were out there then for several hours while you waited for the army to leave. So it's probably... A little after midday, but it's it's not it's not nighttime yet. So, are I, there other things that you want to deal with? Well, I think uh, Flick will actually go, suggest that we go ahead and burn this body in the arena if it's if that's something that we can do today. How quickly are we planning to do this funeral? It'll take days to prepare, I'm sure. I mean, you'll have to. Obviously, you won't be able to do it until Kit and Bazira and Dranks and the team get back because you want to include anyone that they find. And then in terms of the preparations, I mean, I would say you could probably prepare it, start preparing things while they're out looking and get the word out. And probably one, two, on the third day after today, you could be ready to hold the ceremony. Oh, okay. Am I the only one that's, sorry, am I the only one that's thinking about the fact that the kobolds don't have a lot of um, refrigeration? Yeah, no, (laughs) I I was thinking if it were going to be like one day, like, Including the fire burning in this whole thing might be good, um, but not if we have this body for three days. That's going to just smell yeah. really bad. Yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm just sure, saying because like, we... if we're doing it 
there that's going to be like a big spectacle and do we want a big spectacle right now i i think we I should if, i don't think it has to be well here's the thing so the orcs army came and we basically defeated them with this so if we do have a burning in the arena of this body then it just kind of solidifies the fact that we are here to support the kobolds we're here to protect them we're here to do all of that um if hawks. we don't do that then i don't i mean i don't care but it shouldn't be left for three days those bodies yeah, are gonna hawks, be real ripe hawks sort of says you know people are gonna be busy moving back into the evacuated portions of the tunnels getting their lives back together yeah. so it does it's not like you have to make it a secret but it won't you don't have to make it the event that the ceremony is going to be and hawks sort of agrees like if people come in if people hear about it if people want to be a part of it and be there that's fine, but she also agrees with Bria that it doesn't need to be made sort of an, an event. Yeah, since okay, you fine. have to wait. And in terms of in terms of cold storage for the for like Meepo, uh, they have they have like cold cellars. It won't keep them long, but probably enough so that it's not horrible down there over the okay. next few days. Well, and I think like whoever's Cobalt's jobs it is to like say embalm these bodies. Like I think the body, you know, like Meepo's especially, <laughs> like you know, prepare oh, it nice. for the funeral rites or whatever. Like I, I didn't realize the last refuge was in ancient Egypt. Embalm. You know what? I, I mean, they probably have some sort of funeral preparation. Don't yeah. I mean it's a society. It's like a civilization. They, I mean, yes, but they stick them in cold storage, have the ceremony, and then bury them. Or actually, they probably burn them. Yeah, I mean, so. Well, that, okay, <laughs> Guys, this great. is such a fascinating a- anthropological look at the way the kobolds function. <laughs> Death Isn't rights. It <laughs> Isn't it, though? All right. So that means that you want to do the burning today? I would so, like to, yeah. Okay, I great. just had a thought. Oh, boy. Um, I kind of wanted to like, just toss a body through the portal no. into whatever that other thing is no. to be like, hey, no. look, we won. no. No. <laughs> it's too it, like, early, all right? It'll you got still all be four, three, well, you got three no's because technically DM can't say no, but... I didn't say no. I just thought it was fun. Yeah, you got three, like, head <laughs> shakes from that. Just, okay. They're like, they're like, hey, <laughs> you can't come in. And so our response is, here's our trash. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you, asshole. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. All um, right. Yeah, I think Flick is going to go ahead and take initiative and uh, go ahead and set up the pyre in the arena and stuff like yeah. that. All right. So that takes a little while, sort of, the, I will say, probably the rest of the day to really get that set up and a good fire going. And, and kobolds do wander sort of in and out. And uh, a few of them sort of walk up to various council members and thank them. But again, the the mood is still fairly fairly somber. And also, they're all busy, because once sort of the shock that it's all over almost as quickly as it started wears off, there's a lot to to go back. They have to reoccupy the tunnels, rebuild the parts that were caved in, all of that sort of stuff. And I think, so, um, mm-hmm. sorry, I just want to add... No, go ahead. Um, for this, I think Flick, because we did receive one of the keys from this encounter, um, I think he wants to kind of make this like a sacrifice, not a sacrifice, that sounds so like, I, I don't know, that sounds really awful Very but in, in honor i this is going to be like an honor of denier kind of um okay especially since we're burning her yep. um and like i'm gonna say like when it happens i would like to say a prayer to denier like you know all of that kind of stuff since this is furthering our goal of consecrating the temple and all that kind of stuff as well absolutely take inspiration for that oh okay thank you you're welcome okay while they are doing this, Bria, uh, just like the Shimmer Scale, it will take longer to attune to this than a normal hour short rest attunement. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know if you, I don't know how important it is to you that you sort of are present and participating with the burning or if you want to do that today or if you want to hold off or I don't, I, I don't know how you want to. I, um, when I attune to it, I want to make sure that it's very similar to how afflicted, which is being like in a room where people are watching because of the whole like thing that happened with Flick that was like, Hey, he might get trapped in this weird mind thing that like. Well, that was. That was different. That was that weird mind thing was him casting prophecy, not attuning to it. The attunement takes about eight hours, and you do need to focus on it. And Kashak was there with him, mm-hmm. but the weird thing that you guys guarded him for was him casting the spell that was within the shimmer scale. Mm-hmm. I can be there with you if you want me to. If you want to do it after this burning, sure. So um... emotional support and all that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because you're not going. You're not going on the scouting mission, so you could do it tomorrow and not delay the scouting mission. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just feel like I should right. probably take a since I have five hit points. I should probably take like a rest. I love it. That's great. Just in case like okay. it tries to hurt me with its fire. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you burn the orc. That happens. The next day at first light, Bizdira and Kit are going to go off with Dranks and a few other scouts to search for missing kobolds. Bria and Flick are going to spend the first part of the day, the first good chunk of the day, with Bria attuning to the shield the rest of the council will and because they're familiar with the process anyway the rest of the council will begin preparations for the ceremony for the funeral ceremony and the and the what is the word i'm looking for the what do you it's the memorial yeah no memorial thank you memorial yeah yes thank you so that'll be the next day all right so you all can take a long rest and i have news for you you will need to spend two days yeah. Uh, solidly, solidly studying and preparing, but you can begin the process of leveling to fourth level. Hooray! All right. <laughs> um, now because we, because we sort of skimmed over your leveling to third because it was over the course of the year that we montaged last season, I will remind you all that each time you level, you need to spend half of one half of the level in days, studying, meditating, training, whatever it is that you feel like you need to do in order to attain the new level. And so as we have time for you guys to do that, which probably won't be for the next couple of days because you'll be dealing with other things, but when we get to that point in the timeline, I will ask each of you what you're doing to receive your new skills. And fourth level is, for those of you who don't know, is ability score improvement. So it's a big level. So when we get to that point, I'll see what you guys are doing to train. But... In the meantime, Flick and Bria, you guys go off into a quiet section of the tunnels and begin attuning. I will get back to you with the details of that shield momentarily. In the meantime, Bizdira and Kit, you all are heading out to search for Kobold. So I need both of you to give me survival checks, and you can both have advantage because you have Dranks and the other scouts assisting you. So rather than have them all roll, I'll just give you advantage on these checks. What the but um, that worked out real well. Just because oh, I was good. just looking at my notes in preparation for the shield. Do we have the Kragdash shield still? The breastplate, you mean? Yes. The breastplate? The breastplate. Uh, we do. <laughs> I think you do, It's yeah. still in my bag of holding. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Bizdira, what was your check? Your survival 11. check? Oh, okay. no, sorry. I didn't add my... Oh. 15. 15. Okay, not terrible. Uh, Kit. 13. <laughs> Despite okay. my proficiency, <laughs> Bizdira got a little bit more sleep, apparently. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll make several of these because I assume that you guys will spend the better part of the day out searching. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Bizdira, you do manage to catch 
the trail that lo- of of what looks like cobalt tracks and they're sort of grouped together they're they're fairly well hidden which okay. drank sort of points out is probably means it was a one of his scouting parties mm-hmm. and so he you all sort of follow that for a while and unfortunately you come to what is clearly the site of a battle and there are three cobalt bodies there that you all, all can right. none of them are uh, Dranks's lady okay. friend, but these are three of the scouts that Dranks had trained that were out and clearly got either ambushed or attacked or something and, and weren't able to escape. The one that's okay. missing is the one that Bizdira had that very special night with, right? I think probably so, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I... Bare- I don't even know if I really remember that. <laughs> yeah, well, neither does Bizdira, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bizdira, right. it just... You know, Kate remembers she because she, she was watching away. from the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go ahead and have another survival check <laughs> um, with advantage still. Yes, Kit. I was going to ask if it would be helpful at some point if I wild shaped into an animal with better like senses, but absolutely. If that's a thing that you want to do, actual game mechanic wise, mm-hmm. because you're using your own wisdom score, even it- when you wild shape, it wouldn't really. But I think that makes a lot of sense. So I will give you additional bonuses based on what you decide to wild shape into. Do you want to do that for this check? I'm going to have you guys do four, one for each. Essentially, you'll spend eight hours out, and every two hours, I'm having you make a check. So okay, I'll you wait do it for a minute. This one, or you want to wait. Okay. Would she so, get any uh, Kit, advantage was... on anything for flying? Oh, for uh, uh, possibly. But let's do this could... check now since mm-hmm. we didn't add anything to this one. So, Kit, what was your check for this one? Um, 16. Okay. And Bizdira? 21. Okay. So, uh, you both spot some, another set of, a single set of kobold tracks, and you sort of, you spot them actually not far from where that first battle site was. So you get the feeling that maybe there were other kobolds who were with that scouting party, but did manage to escape. Bizdira, as you begin to, f- uh, as you all begin to follow those tracks, Bizdira, you notice not long after that another set of tracks that begin to sort of follow these kobold tracks. And mm. they look not orcish and not kobold. They look like some sort of beast. And as you, so I don't know how you want to proceed. Um, I want to keep everyone informed of what I'm seeing and proceed um, a little quicker. A little quicker? Okay, great. Yeah, maybe not um, like bring down my proficiencies, but like, you know. Okay, just... great. So you all head a little further, sort of going much more quickly. And let me have perception checks from the two of you. Uh, Bizdira. 16. And Kit. Are we doing passive? Sure. 13. Okay. So, uh, Bizdira, you hear some rustling up ahead of you, and you get into this sort of small clearing, and you can see in the center of the clearing is another kobold body, but also the body of a wolf that clearly had been attacked. And the rustling that you heard was sort of coming off from off to the side of where this sort of little mini battle with this wolf clearly happened. Okay. Um, is there, I would like to kind of try to stealthily get closer to the rustling. Okay. Go ahead and make a stealth check for me. Everyone else will sort of hang back for a second while you go investigate. Of course I use the wrong die. So I got a 10. Okay. Hang on just a second. Let's see. Okay. So you start to get closer and you hear the rustling sort of stop for a moment. And then whatever is back there takes off. Do I get a look at it? Uh, make a perception check. We won't use passive on this, but we'll take whatever you get. 
It's ten. Not really. It's it's smallish, whatever it was, but beyond that, you didn't really get a good look. Zagara. Can I run <laughs> to try to what? see what it is? I, What'd you say? I said Zagara. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you want to run after it, Bizir? Yeah. I just okay. want to, like, take off. I want to get a look at it and see what it was. Yeah, so dropping all pretense of stealth, you just run, and obviously you are faster than it, and you see pretty quickly, you sort of get through the underbrush that it was hiding behind, and you see running off, not looking back at all, another kobold. Oh, I, I want to yell out and say, wait! And startled, completely startled. What language do you yell out uh, in? Do I know a little draconic? Yeah. I think you mm-hmm. all learned yeah. draconic over the course of that year, yeah. Yeah, so I want to say it in draconic. Cool. So that will pull him up short, and he'll turn around and see you and just, like, collapse to the ground, weeping with relief. Okay. She'll run up and give him a hug. Okay. And say, just, you're safe in Draconic. Just a mess. Uh, sort of manages to, sort of, Bizdare brings him back to all of you, and, and he sort of manages to communicate that, like, he's he's been out there for days, he went out with that first group, and, you know, they got attacked by the orcs, but two of them escaped, and they managed to sort of survive for a while, but they couldn't get back to the tunnels because the orc patrols were everywhere, and then just yesterday, or, or yeah, just last night, they got attacked by that wolf, and I... Uh, it's a terrible story. But so I want to ask him if he knows where, if there are any more kobolds out, if he knows of... He was the la- he's the last of his scouting party, and he hasn't seen any others. Um, but, you know, he hadn't really seen any other than the five that were in his scouting party. Okay. Uh, was Drinks' lady a part of that at all? No. No? Okay. So that's about half of your day. You've managed to find four... I'm going to say, if it's okay with you, Flick, that they took the bag of holdings so that they could bring... I mean, it's not very... It's not very respectful, but it's also pretty efficient in terms of being able to bring back any bodies that they found. Yeah, that's totally fine. I think uh, if that's the case, I would have taken out the shimmer scale. The I was going to say, I think I think they would have asked that you sort we of empty yeah. everything. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can. You. I mean, you've, you're, it's safe in the tunnels with you. So I. I don't Perfect. Think that's yeah. A problem. That's amazing. Um. Okay. So um, I'm okay with sending this kobold home, telling him like, listen, you know, we defeated the orc army. You can make your way home. But we have to look for more uh, scouting parties. He feels more comfortable actually being with you all rather than okay. heading back. But if you want him, if you want him to go back, you can make a persuasion roll. No, it's fine. If he wants to stay okay. with us, I'd rather him feel safe than yeah. Feel he's not going to be of much use if anything happens. Mm-hmm. But he definitely feels okay. safer staying with you guys. Okay. okay, so uh, we're up to hours five through five and six. So if if there's anything else specifically that you want to do to affect your checks, let me know. Um, I think now I'm going to shift into. A dire wolf form so that I can take advantage Great. of uh, extra good hearing and spelling. <laughs> Great. So I'm going to say, what's your current percep- uh, survival bonus? <laughs> well, it's plus five right now. I've just been rolling like shit. Oh. <laughs> no, that's okay. So I will say that with the wolf form, you can have an additional plus two. Cool. So like like double proficiency, essentially? Great. Great. Okay, so go ahead and make survival checks again. Both of you with advantage still, because you've got the team helping you out. So, uh, Bizdir, let's start with you. 17. Okay, and Kit. Adjusted 20. All right. So, it's a while before you all catch sight of anything, and you're sort of, you're trying to search in sort of a grid pattern out from the tunnels, but obviously there's a lot of ground to cover. But by the end, uh, by, by sort of after about an hour, hour and a half, you find a single set of tracks and you follow it out, and at the end of the tracks, you find another body, and this time Drank sees it and immediately runs over, and it unfortunately is the 
other council member that he had been hoping against hope had not succumbed to attack. I'm gonna howl in respect of her. Tranks does too, though not trying to imitate you, just in in a uh, surprising and unusual show of of emotion and anguish from him. Zira will just kind of hang back and take a knee in respect. Um, Tranks takes a couple of minutes to compose himself, and he, once he does, he sort of gets up and turns to you all and says, tells you that he understands if you would like to continue the planned search, but he needs to take her back. I understand. Yeah. Um, do we have an idea of how many kobolds are still missing? N- not really, because everyone was so disorganized in the tunnels. It was hard to get a solid count of, you know, who was around, who was... So, no, not really. So far, in including her, you've found six, one way or another. Um, I would like to just spend the last two hours, at least, looking. Um, okay. If the other kobold that we found wants to go back with Dranks, again, that's fine. If he wants to stay with us, that's fine. Um, okay. But, kid, I don't know if you're welcome, willing to stay out for another two hours yeah. to look. No, I agree with you. Okay. All okay. right. So, he Dranks is going to go back with the kobold that you found, and one of the scouts is going to help him back. Because um, you guys, have, you're a ways out, and as much as Drank hates to admit it, like, he wants, he doesn't want to put her in the bag. He wants to carry mm-hmm. her. Yeah. But he won't be able to make it all the way back, so. All right. So, you guys can then, while they head back, you all can make the final check, final survival check. You still have some scouts with you, so you can still do it with advantage. Are you staying? Well, you'll have to use a second wild shape if you want to use wolf form again. Um, Kit. Because it lasts for two yeah. hours, so. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll use my second wild shape. Okay. All right, so you have that additional plus two. Uh, Kit, let's start with you. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a 16. Okay, and uh, Bizdira. 13. Okay, so at this point, you all are searching around. You hear voices and um, footsteps and rustling in the brush a little ways off, and the voices are speaking in Draconic. And so you all rush over to see what's going on, and there's a group of five kobolds. They're not scouts, like train, Dranks is train scouts. They're just five kobolds, and they have baskets with them, and they seem completely unconcerned about really anything. Traveling salesman! <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, how how long have you been out here in Dracon? And Yeah, yeah. Hang on, I need to look at my calendar. Can I smell really them? question. Do they smell like the tunnels? <laughs> they do. They smell like like kobold should smell. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so they've been out for about five or six days, they say. They were they're just one of the regular groups that would go out to gather herbs and and uh, produce and things like that for the tunnels. And so- usually these scouting, I mean, these gathering parties are out for anywhere from seven to ten days. So it's not unusual that they were out there, but they've been gone since before the army. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, the army, they, I mean, the tunnels only found out about the army about five days ago, so they must have left just yeah, before. Right before it. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna say, well, um, I don't really care if you're done with your <laughs> gathering, but you need to come back with us now. And they seem very, conf- I mean, they recognize you guys as council members, so they'll do it, but they're very yeah. confused as to why. And I'll explain to them on the way that there was an, uh, an orc army that came to the tunnels that, you know, um, tried to kill us all and we <laughs> defeated them and got them to go away. And I'm, I'm sure but... you explain it very gently to them, too, yes, as is Bazira's style. 
Because Kit can't a, talk right now. Yeah. I have a zero charisma. It's fine. I know you do. It could be worse. You could have a negative. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, they're they're horrified and appropriately want to hurry to get back. Yeah. So we'll head back with them. All right. All right. So you all head back and you'll get back to the, to the tunnels in just a bit. At the end of eight hours, Bria, you open your eyes and flick you see just for an instant you're not even really sure that you see it but you see when bria opens her eyes after spending eight hours concentrating on this shield you see what look like flames dancing in her eyes for just a brief second and the first thing that bria says when she opens her eyes is this is the flame shield key and that is where we're gonna end it for this week Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what powers Bria now has had bestowed upon her by the flame shield key. (laughs) (laughs) If you enjoyed your listening experience, it would be blessed if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts from. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, and the better our placement, the more people we get to listen. We do have a new review this week from Rachel. Rachel 1055. Rachel says, such a fun listen. I don't know why she has that voice. (laughs) I knew essentially essentially nothing about D&D before listening to this podcast, but it's such a joy to listen to this group play. The world building is so rich and the story takes you along for the ride with lots of surprising twists and turns. I've ended up being so invested in these characters. Well, so have we, Rachel. So thank you very much for your review. You are not alone in being one of our listeners who's never played D&D before, so maybe we should get a group of our newbie D&D reviewers and run an adventure for yes. you. Yes. Hmm. That would be so fun. <laughs> That's so cute. I love it. <laughs> well, we'll think about it. It's it's uh, in the noggin to percolate. Anyway, uh, you still have time, all of you listeners, to review the show and get entered into our raffle to win some Last Refuge swag. All you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes and you'll automatically be entered to win every Everyone who is reviewed in the last year will be entered. We'll announce the winners on our one-year anniversary episode, so stay tuned for that. Remember that you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at d, the letter n, d, last refuge. We'd love to have you follow us, chat with us, let us know what you think of the show. Of course, you can also always email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. We also have a website with character and player bios and a calendar of what conventions the Last Refuge team Last Refuge team is going to be attending this summer. That address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. Speaking of gaming conventions, the first con is coming up for us in just three weeks from when this episode drops. Flick and I are going to be attending Origins Game Fair in Columbus, Ohio. So if you're going to be there, or if you know folks who are going to be there, come find us, say hi. We would love to meet you and chat with you. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and he gets a very special shout-out this week because it is his birthday on the day that we're recording this. Not the day. Happy Happy birthday! birthday. It is his birthday when we're recording this, not the day that we're releasing it, so (laughs) happy belated birthday, Robert. You're just going to have to be happy with that. Uh, And of course, I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. For anyone listening at home, we're doing one of our only uh, morning recording sessions. So if Flick is a little slap happy today, that's probably why. How's that Apologies a, how's that in advance. 10 a.m. feel to you? How's that extra three hours yeah. feel? Because that sounds nice. <laughs> Better than seven, that's for sure. Yeah.
My alarm mm-hmm. went off at 6.30. I mean, I'm oh. usually at work right now, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, you're all like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to go. 